Hello and welcome to the Diminishing Returns podcast. Uh, we're here again. Hello, my name is Alan Turing, and with me as always is Sol Harris. Hello. That's where you say hello, yes. <laughs> uh, and joining joining us again this week uh, from Why This Film podcast is Emily Slade. Hell yeah, it's me. Yes, hello. <laughs> hello. So as you, as you join us... Uh, as of recording, we are on the eve of a new glorious socialist republic. We're all very excited, <laughs> waiting for the British general election results to come in. Uh, but I'm so stressed. Uh, so right, let's uh, let's put the groundwork in here. We're, we're talking about Bad Boys and the sequel, Bad Boys Two. Have we done um, Michael Bay before? We did Transformers, didn't we? Have we we did all the Transformers films. They yeah. changed um, cinema. Transformers <laughs> changed cinema. For the better. For better or for worse, <laughs> they changed cinema. I will, yeah, I'll give him that. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so um, Bad Boys, 1995. It was actually Michael Bay's debut as a film director. He was previously a music videos and yeah. and that sort of thing. He did. He did a Reservoir Dogs with it. That's that's my hot take on it. Like he, I was like, "What the fuck? Who directed this?" And then when I found out afterwards, I was like, "Oh, pleasantly surprised." Peaked. <laughs> Peaked early. Peaked well, obviously this debut. is. Well, perhaps it is. Yeah, Michael Bay with some limitations. Perhaps that's what we see in Bad Boys, the, the first one. Uh, yeah, of course it, it was a big success, and he went on to do. Bigger and uh, louder films, uh, and Jerry Bruckheimer and Don Simpson, who were the producers, were well established by this point. They'd done Top Gun, Beverly Hills Cop, and uh, all this sort of stuff. They were they were pretty big. Uh, of course, they were trying to get Eddie Murphy in this film. Were they? Are you joking, or is that real? No, no, they were. It was, uh, of course, they were trying to get. It, was it would have still sucked. A hot property. Oh. well, <laughs> it, it would have. He'd gone past his prime by that point, yeah, definitely. It's interesting what you say about uh, Michael Bay having some restraints put on him with these films, and and I, <laughs> I do think that's absolutely true. I think you can see him getting very increasingly self-indulgent uh, as his filmography progresses, a certain just weird comedic... I mean, you can see all the DNA for it here, but it's reined in a bit more. Just these weird little comic moments that are like very weak like clearly improvised comedy sketches that just run on too long um mm. and another thing he's got a real fetish for judging from his filmography as a whole is like comedy black people like a, a sort of arguably problematic stereotype yeah. black man Sassy black woman. yeah yeah all no, of them really he just loves to cram them in there to the point mm-hmm. that in transformers 2 was it you had uh you had a quote-unquote black robot who was, you know, running around shouting yeah. damn and all that. You know, it's like Tarantino, Tarantino is obsessed with the N-word and <laughs> he knows he's not allowed to say it. So he either has to write nasty Jackson. villain characters to say it because they're bad people <laughs> or black people. So you end up with a lot of both in his films. And I, I think Michael Bay's the same. He probably just loves all this kind of black vernacular <laughs> Culture. Uh, so he yeah he crams it into his films um i don't really watch will smith movies like i won't go and watch a movie just because will smith is the lead um yeah, no and i never like fancied him growing up but uh, <laughs> yeah but like but like he's he made this movie bearable <laughs> yeah i well, I, I, <laughs> I actually i i used to love will smith when i was younger i really like there was probably a time when I would have put him up as my favorite or second favorite actor. Like I thought mm. he was fantastic. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've I've really gone off him as I've grown up. I've just I don't know if that's just his career's gone a bit shit. But it's I don't know. I I even go back to older films of his and and feel like I'm seeing through the cracks a bit. We covered Men in Black recently, and I love Men in Black, but I Mm. I was making the argument that it's really all about Tommy Lee Jones, and I I was insisting you could put, you know, a number of uh, young, (laughs) uh, subordinate kind of, you know, characters. I believe I insisted that you were wrong, so... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, but, I think I would believe that. No, no, I, no, I, no, yeah. no, no, no. You see, this the thing is, right? Will Smith, he does have a certain charm that he has that Will Smith charm, and it, he does bring something that mm. other people would not bring. It doesn't mean he's irreplaceable, but 
he is bringing but, the Will Smith charm. And that, yeah, that shows, but I, I and think... it's the same, that's the problem, it's the same now as it was 25 years ago. That's partly the problem. Yeah. It's the same well, as Tom I don't Cruise, know. I don't you know, know if it's just kind of there's this fatigue, because it's sort of the same well, thing every time. Why are you not? Who has Tom Cruise fatigue? People like Tom Cruise now more than ever, Alan. Yeah, but 10 years that's ago. Not even, I'm not even joking. 10 years ago, they didn't. Oh yeah, he's come back round. Exactly, side, Will Smith will yeah, as well. You're, you're right, you're right. Will Smith will come back round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the, what I was going to say is, um, watching this, I kind of got it again. It was like, oh yeah, there's that Will Smith charm. There, there it is. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. That's what this was like. Mm. He, is, he is good, isn't he? And uh, Emily, you you used the word there, uh, made this film bearable, <laughs> which a little yeah. clue as to how you might feel about the film. Uh, well. But, I don't want to be that stereotype of like this isn't a movie for my demographic, yeah. but unfortunately, well, this is what interestingly because you've been on our show a couple of times before, and both times doing films that <clears throat> you were very familiar with and kind of had a lot of nostalgic feeling for, like films you watched as a child. Yeah. So when we asked you to do this, and we you'd never seen it, um, and that's kind of we did nope. want, we we wanted a bit of an outsider's point of view, I think. Um, so. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. I would be interested to see how you feel about this because it's definitely a film <laughs> from my like youth. Like this is a this is like this and Nicolas Cage films from the mid nineties. Like that's what I watched when I was thirteen, fourteen, and it's great. You know, it's amazing. Okay. Um, yeah. It definitely has you know me now doesn't have the same appreciation for it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But <laughs> having said that, I will say that I really do like Bad Boys. I think. The the secret ingredient is the chemistry between Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. Will Smith does have yeah. an amazing charm that he brings to it. Martin Lawrence is at his peak here. I think he's never been used better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I speak as a man who enjoys Big Mama's house. <laughs> <laughs> but, My knowledge of Bad Boys and Bad Boys 2 came entirely from Hot Fuzz before I sat down and watched them. Oh, man. I mean, I, I'd i seen Bad Boys 2 before. I'd never actually seen Bad Boys, the first one, before this uh, recording. But oh, really? um, Bad Boys 2, I went to see at the cinema, and I forgot how much of it is in Hot Fuzz. <laughs> yeah. Like I knew Hot Fuzz was drawing heavily from it with camera movements and, and quotes, but the extent of it was somewhat lost on me. <laughs> and so you, you're not as big a fan of Edgar Wright anymore because you know he's a plagiarist. <laughs> just, you just like Michael Bay. <laughs> I mean, they're probably my least favourite parts of Hot Fuzz, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> So I, I want to jump right in on our, our opening scene, which immediately, in in about three minutes, it establishes our two principal characters, the tone between them, and the kind of comedic tone of the film. Uh, it's where they get they get an, a, an attempted carjack in in which they foil. Um, I didn't know this was a comedy. Ooh. I had no idea it was meant to be a comedy, and it started, and I was like. Am I meant to be finding this funny? <laughs> this is all Michael Bay movies. So they're, they're all billed as serious action movies. And then you get into them and you've got John Malkovich walking around an office saying he wants to box your uh, Shia LaBeouf's robot. And <laughs> you just sort of think, wait, hang on, what? And it's, yeah. I think it's just the the sort of audience that these films are made for in earnest aren't discerning enough to be like what the fuck <laughs> what's going yeah, on yeah. It, it's it's not it's not like an out and out comedy it's not it's not gags it's, well there are some but it is it's the comedy comes from the characters and the banter between them and mm. uh, you know the, the villain is very serious there are out and out comedy sketches like i, I say certainly in the second one yeah, yeah which i suppose is quite a different beast and yeah. Was we'll obviously given more free play, but <laughs> you know, there's nothing quite on par with um, rats fucking in the missionary position in the first film. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the first film is a, is a lot more conventional. Yeah, well, I think that's one of the complaints. Certainly, when it was released, um, in terms of criticism, was it's just a standard buddy cop film. It's just Lethal Weapon. It's Beverly Hills Cop. It's like it's not really doing anything new. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> Beverly Hills Cops not a standard oh, buddy God. cop movie trick. Didn't let him in. We didn't open the door. What's going on? <laughs> he climbed in through the window, Alan. 
that movie's elevated to a whole new level by its cast. Oh my god! <laughs> sorry, it's alright. It's, it's it's all right. It's not problematic because it's not. Sorry, Emma, it's actually is... it's actually Eddie Murphy. It's Eddie Murphy just pops in. It's not. Moment. It's not. It's not a white man doing a black man's voice, which is questionable. <laughs> He's just actually here in the studio. It's okay. It's a perfect impression. <laughs> friend, friend of oh the show. God. Yeah, he He's been on the show before about yeah. three times. Yeah, it's, it's quite yeah. annoying though. He never shuts up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Apart from that film, which is all about him (laughs) shutting up. (laughs) I've never, I've never seen a standard buddy cop movie. Oh, really? So you're missing out. I didn't. (laughs) Well, yeah. I so I when I was watching the first one, I was like, I don't hate it. Mm. I'm not saying I loved it, but I. I don't know what I expected. I guess I expect because yeah. you know how films these days are like trash and they're like all over the place and three hours too long and don't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And this was like a coherent three act structure of like a movie. And I have to say, mm. like by the third act, I had like switched off when there was like Michael Bay was coming in with his explosive yeah. devices. Yeah. I was like, Ugh. you know, but, I um, thinking about it, I don't know if I've ever seen a, a straight down the line buddy movie. Um, I think I'm almost like a conversation about musical theatre last time you were on the show, where we we sort of said that I only really like musicals that are a bit postmodern and self-aware. Yeah, and... musicals for non-musical people. Yeah, I think I've only really ever seen... Like, my idea of a buddy cop movie is Bad Boys and Beverly Hills Cop, both of which are somewhat postmodern in their approach to the material, or the, a great number of... Uh, Films about policemen being paired up with dogs, but that, that's a different <laughs> that's a different story. I was going to Turner Toy and Hooch Story. And Top is that Dog a buddy and... cop movie? Um, like anything with like two male lead friendship where they like have different character perspectives. Well, technically they have to be cops. I mean, that's sort of... yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, uh, I, I think Woody is a cop. Uh, Alan, it's a sheriff. Um, yeah. Arguably, <laughs> arguably, <laughs> Buzz Lightyear is a space cop. So. Mm. <laughs> Egg on your face. Fair enough. Toy Story is a buddy cop movie. Yeah, so... uh, But yeah, I think the the buddy cop genre is quite an 80s thing, really. It's not like a... It's not like it's got some real long history. It it was never very serious. Like... even Lethal Weapon is a totally serious film, but it's still got. Oh, like, I have seen Lethal Weapon. All right, I've seen know. a, I've seen a proper. What one is there, Lethal yeah. Weapon? Is that is that the one that they do in? Is that when she like someone's under the car? So, okay, this yeah. is not a genre for you, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, as I say, I really hate being that stereotype. I wish I could have come to it and been like, "Oh wow, it's really introduced me to a genre I'm really interested in." But as someone that was like obsessed with 80s fantasy anyway I don't think I was ever going to be swung by Michael Bay Mm. blowing shit up Mm. and I was pleasantly surprised with what I assumed was going to be a severe amount of sexism that turned out to be not as much sexism (laughs) but still incredibly prevalent sexism oh god it's 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 all the um... <laughs> it's, it's it's when people talk about living in a patriarchy. It's it's, it's that kind of you know vibe, passive uh, misogyny that people aren't necessarily consciously aware of, but is very prevalent. And and you know a little bit of homophobia too. A little bit of uh... oh, just don't in good measure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um I wrote down all of the women that appeared. Um, <laughs> oh, hooker with a heart of gold. Well, yeah, it's That's like reception, receptionist, <laughs> wife, daughter, ooh, a named woman, ooh, another, oh, she's dying and she's a prostitute. Oh, and this one's like, so, turns out this one was the fuck up who uh, ruined everything. What about um, yeah. Yvette the masseuse? <laughs> I don't remember her. She massages shit. Oh, yeah. The one that turned up in her lingerie and then was kicked yeah. out of the flat. Yeah. Amazing. You missed that one. Good character depth. <laughs> I'm ever so sorry. I didn't even realise she had a name. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so well, let's go back to our, our principal characters. So Will Smith, Mike Lawrence, uh, play Mike Larry and Marcus Burnett. One of them's a rich uh, playboy bachelor. One of them's a family man. I mean... It's basically the original odd couple, aren't they? When they come together. Who's <laughs> <laughs> like um the subplot uh, like character arc was that his wife wouldn't have sex with him. Yes, uh we got the family man who is not getting any quality time with his wife, which of course 
As we all know, when you're married, you stop having sex. This is a fact. Uh, and I thought initially, I was like, okay, maybe they're just going through like a relationship hiccup. I will try and buy this. And then three ki- three to five children <laughs> come into the bedroom. And I was like, okay, sh- why do I care that your wife's not having sex with you? Like, It's what? funny. Oh. Don't you get it? Oh, uh, is it funny because women are like <laughs> shitty and mean and yeah. men just want sex? And yeah. funny, That's right, yeah. funny, funny, funny. Sorry, Michael Bay, I missed the joke there. Because she's a strong woman, you see, she rules the she rules the house. That's the yeah, fact. so that of course means that she's frigid. Because women don't. Fat, fun fact: women don't actually enjoy sex. We do it for you, and that's why we can withhold it. Yeah, we know. Whenever yeah, yeah, we yeah, please, we know, we know that. I've seen stand-up yeah. comedians. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but also then Will Smith flirts with her, or at least pretends to, and he doesn't like it. So you know, it's not like he's gone off her. He's still extremely. Um... Oh no, protective, like overprotective to the point where he'll come to the house in the middle of the night and try and break <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what we all want. Do you feel there's like... a lack of trust in this relationship? <laughs> oh. Yeah. And his wife. Do you, well, do you think the lack of trust is perhaps justified? <laughs> because well, he lies to her all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. He, he, he seems pretty happy to cheat on her. Um, he's not. What are you talking about? Or at least cheat on her. At least attempt to. When? Oh, he's he's When's he's he trying to cheat on his... her? He wants he's, to, and she's all like, I feel weird. And he's all like, oh, this is really difficult for me to like go through. I must call my wife because like my penis is erect. And it's like, oh. Yeah, he's doing his goodness. best to stay faithful. There's an implication. Oh, doing that his best. Yeah. To stay faithful. Do you un- like listen to yourself? <laughs> There's an implication that he's done it many times. Before. No, there isn't. What are you talking about? He's very faithful. She's always like, "You were out till God knows when again. What were you doing? Oh, I was doing nothing. I wasn't doing anything. Oh, like, it's, it's like, oh, it's such a struggle to stay devoted to my wife, who I apparently love. Yeah, when really You've my only married. thing that's keeping me to yeah. her is like. See that's that's oh. the thing. He, he should he should have like been ha- when Will Smith was coming on to her. He should have been like, oh great, if she cheats on me with him, then I get like a free ticket free to pass. do what I want. But that's not how he feels. But Will Smith was never coming on to her. What that's do you mean? Cool. That's the thing as well. They don't trust each other. Like he, like where's where are the movies where the man is like, of course my best friend won't cheat with my wife. Like that's not a given. Whereas he's like, oh god, Will Smith's definitely cheating on my wife. Like blah, blah, blah. it's like. Wh- well, you, I thought you, you know, he just, he just appreciates that there's a hierarchy, and Will Smith is very much top build in this <laughs> franchise, and there's a reason for that. Um, you know, he's he's more charming. He's he's the rich one. He's got all the money, and he's better looking. So, yeah, I I do like that he was like a parent rich, like he just got left loads of money. Yeah. Rather than being like a sort of self-made, like oh, and he was a genius at the age of twelve, and well, now because yeah, he's got to be a cop, and he it's like the idea yeah. of a, a rich yeah. person going into police force just because they like it is pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I I assume the only reason for that in the film is so that they have a big empty flat that Martin <laughs> Lawrence they can, can use in the hilarious plot. Hilarious scene. I'll tell you exactly why it is, Sol. It's so that they can have a big fancy car in it because that's what Michael Bay likes. A fat. A f- $100,000 Porsche. And that's the only justification they can have for him having a very expensive car that he I can didn't, I, speed I got around in. very tired very quickly as well of the, the plot, which was basically, oh no, like, in order to save this woman's life, I've had to pretend to be Will Smith and now I've got to continue to pretend to be Will Smith without informing <laughs> my wife of the situation or just coming clean with the hostage, like, at any point. Yeah, it's like... point. Yeah, we, we do get it. The original setup where, you know, he has to pretend to be my Laris as she comes in. But then, like, as soon as Will Smith's back, you just go, okay, well, this is, you know, this is the right Yeah, thing. and then they don't. And I'm like... It's comedy, that's why. It's comedy fodder. You got yeah, that, you got to think of this on a, a sort of 1980s sitcom level. That's that's the yeah. level we're working at plot wise. Uh, I've got a note here that says, "God forbid he be gay." Don't ask me what it was about, but I assume there was a joke where it was. I, like, oh no! I, I think that comes up a number of times. There's in a couple there. of yeah. yeah, a couple of <laughs> once every twenty minutes scenarios where there. someone could be confused as being gay. And I know that it's the 90s and I know that it like it, it was always going to be a bit dated in <laughs> yeah. that in that set in that sort of unwoke way but like, like classic gay panic isn't it? 
He, he yeah, I think you're probably referring to there's a scene where she sees he has lots of pictures of Will Smith in his uh, oh, allegedly yes. his yeah, flat, yeah, yeah. and uh, yes, he's like, it. "Oh yeah, it's my partner," and they miss a joke about about her going, "Oh, you mean like your your yeah, your too obvious, too obvious." So give my they don't go down that route. They don't go down that route. <laughs> she goes for, "Oh, because I thought you might be lovers." Yeah, these pictures up here for every time he saved my life, and it's the same thing with him. If you go to his place, ain't nothing but pictures of me, Mike Lowry, you know, because it's like a shrine. It's just a just a reminder. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, when I saw it, you know, it was like the whole wall. I thought maybe there were, you know, pictures of your lover. Of who? I thought that you know, I thought that maybe you were gay. <laughs> I was gay. <laughs> No, 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 baby. <laughs> I mean, I didn't mean to offend you. You know, no. it's like okay to be a homosexual, Mike. No, no. You, 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 you're not listening. It's not registering, okay? Believe me. Did you, did you sleep in the bed? You didn't feel the dents? Mm. Yeah, the dents come from all that. That's how it gets down, okay? Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> Gay. If I was, I'll change the drapes in this motherfucker. Yeah. Gets well, the, very, uh, the thing is, I think they, they this this film is about uh, is about a love between these two men. Uh, so they have to really kind of hammer home that it's not gay. It's not gay. They just have a healthy respect. And, yeah, and like love um, for each Frodo other. and Sam. Yeah, exactly. Well, that is gay, though, isn't it? I mean, if we're honest about no, it. No, it's a pure. Oh God forbid they be gay. Oh, gay panic, Emily. Uh. <laughs> no, but it's like, but this is the thing as well. Like, why can't men just be friends? Like, it's very rare that we do see movies where men are genuinely just caring and sensitive friends. Like, these two people have a go at each other all the time. Like, it opens with him being like, "Don't you dare spill your chips on my expensive Porsche or whatever," and it's like. Uh, whatever. Well, this is whatever. this is this is art reflecting reality, though, isn't it? You, you you need to ask why don't why doesn't society allow men to to be like that? Yeah. But this is how it's this is this is a sort of okay, it's maybe not particularly realistic, but this is the sort of relationship that perhaps men have more than women, where they're breaking each other's balls all the time, and it's kind of like it's always just like that friction. These two particularly, that's kind of what they thrive so on. I mean, ball play is victory. pretty gay. The what? Sorry. Ball play, <laughs> breaking ball, pretty, pretty gay. Let's pretty do gay. Getting fucking fresh. Um, how come I know the name Tia Leone so well? As if she's like, a do you huge know what? Star, I wanted to ask, but about I don't Tia think Leone. I've ever seen her in anything. <laughs> you so. have, you have same, seen her. Same, same. Tia Leone is one. She was, she was sort of quite big for about five years in the mid to late nineties. She was in this in Jurassic Park three. She was in Deep Impact. Yeah. Um, she's in the Family Man, starring yes. Nicholas Cage. Oh, she, yeah. Oh. Do you want the cake? I was saving it because I got nauseated by that pre-cooked mini-mall rotisserie chicken. But I was going to ask about this, because Taya Leone, she's a weird one, in that her career, kind of, such as it was, was beyond her abilities <laughs> somewhat. <laughs> not that she's a bad actor, but she's not good enough to... She's very thin, and she's very pretty, and she's got quite a different face while still being vaguely conventional. Well, do you know pretty. what? This is what I was I was going to... I was going to mention that, because I think... She'd not got the not the that straightforward like Hollywood starlet look. I don't think mm. she does fall into that category of well, she's pretty, so which we'll is use on her. very on Michael Bay because he he tends to go for the most straight down the Find line, the hottest woman uh, in the world, Victoria's Secret model, yeah, like, women in his. But that's films what she. Where he can. But she's she's not that. And exactly, yeah. but she also exactly. she it's... in what I have seen her in, she comes across as quite an attitude and like quite. And but not with that, for example, like Will Smith charm that you go, oh yeah, well you know that mm. kind of supersedes a lot of acting ability a lot of the time. So some people do get achieve success despite not being the best actors. That's okay. People do that all the time. But with her, it's just like why, why, what was she doing? Yeah. she must have been really good to work with. She must have just been really. Yeah, she must have just come with good references. She comes across in this like she made some little indie art house film mm. and was like a very credible actor who got a massive blockbuster off the back of it. And I'm not sh- I doubt that's necessarily what happened. I don't know. But that's the kind of impression you get watching it, I think. And it's, it's weird because I, I feel as if she kind of very quickly lost that unique look. <laughs> If you know what I mean, yeah. the stuff I've seen her later on, she just kind of blends into the background. Whereas she does really kind of stand out here. There is something about her, like oh, she's got a she's certain memorable. charm. She's memorable, and she's not your conventional lead. 
Yeah, I do. That yeah. I was just about to say. She, um, it did take me a long while to realize. Oh, she's not the best friend of the female lead. She's yeah, the, she's the female lead. She's <laughs> okay. The, no, honestly, same. I was expecting her to end up dead on the coffee table. <laughs> yeah. She was smart and she was capable, and the ca- the like character it. seemed to be, and that she didn't hook up with any of them at the end. Mm. Like it was, it was really interesting how well, un- saving herself for Nicolas Cage. <laughs> well, clearly, wouldn't we all? Uh, she, yeah, she just. I was very surprised with where her character went and the way she was, and the way that when the wife turned up, she was like, "Oh yeah, the tall one or the short one? Yeah, I figured as much." And then she just immediately grabbed her bag and left. And I was like, "Oh, amazing!" There's no like bah, 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 about it. It does feel like very early on she kind of she sees what's going on, or at least she suspects. Like straight away from when mm. she says, "What are all these pictures doing?" Is he your lover? Like it's a baiting question. She's she's mm. deliberately sort of antagonizing. And then there's other bits later on, like for example, the scene where she's like going, "Oh, I just." fired a gun I feel so horny um, yeah like you could definitely read it's it's a bit ambiguous like is she really trying to seduce him because she's just feeling horny yeah. or is she deliberately like baiting him because she to knows cool him out. he's pretending to be and certainly by the end of the scene you, you feel like she knows what's going on and she's just having fun with yeah. it which I quite like because <laughs> they do drag that yeah, kind of character switch smart. thing out a long way She's a lot smarter than I was going to give the female lead in a Michael Bay movie credit for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think she goes a long way to stop this film from feeling completely toxic, frankly. Mm -hmm. Um, I think her presence does a a lot of good for it. um, Yeah, I mean, I don't think it... It still doesn't pass the Bechdel test or anything like that, so... Um, No... (laughs) No, you, no mean, you mean her and uh, the masseuse don't have a conversation about politics? The, uh, no. About the artwork in the uh, <laughs> her dog or something? Which is the dog a boy? I don't know. The only two women that do talk are the wife and her, and it's about both of the men. So like, I'm <laughs> fine. It's like her, and then there's like the receptionist who like turned out to be like sub evil, <laughs> like because like it was her ex boyfriend, and like and and she was like. God, what was she like? She was like a little chick. She was like all fluffy and ferrety and weird and all like, oh, hello, boys, welcome to the office. I guess I'm here now and now I'm part of the plot. Anyway, carry on. Like, it was, she was so fucking weird. But like, what I kind of liked What it. is that receptionist about? She's obviously Bye. like, done up to look like Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't fit in a police station, does she? It it's bizarre. So weird. I just. Like, again, memorable. And like different, so I guess props to that, but mainly just what the fuck? <laughs> but she's such a shit character. Like all she does is, you know, men tell her to do stuff and then sometimes it makes her cry. That's yeah, that is her true. character, basically. <laughs> um it, oh, I mean if it felt like they were halfway towards a good <laughs> character, memorable character, but they just gave up. I feel like Michael Bay puts that much effort into all his characters, but then he, you know, he hires Will Smith and, and Will Smith does the rest, fills it in, fills yeah. in the blanks. Well, it, do, it does feel like Michael Bay, certainly in this film, we, we know he let them improvise a lot, and but it feels like there's a lot of that in general. Like, even the um, the sort of bad guy's henchman, there's the one sort of big fat fellow and then the one with the little moustache. Mm. They're kind of bouncing off each other. They're doing little comedy bits, and I like that. I like that energy with it. It's like this whole little subplot with them. Uh, like being kind of, you know, slapstick goons. How do you miss them? Hey, you fat fuck! Oh, uh, watch your fucking mouth, will you? Look at those some way you would have caught him. I like to come over and squeeze your little fucking head, you bastard. You're in trouble. Now you're in fucking trouble. You get the license plate? Yeah, I got the fucking plates. Yeah, fuck. But yeah, little characters like that that people seem to bring a lot of personality to. Another good example is the um, uh, one of the most memorable scenes. Uh, where they go into some sort of liquor store and uh, and the guy behind the counter notices they've got guns and so he, he gets, uh, you know, preemptive and gets very defensive, pulls a gun on mm. them. Like that was like him saying freeze mother bitches, that was improvised I, I, as far as I understand and like that kind of exchange between them was all very, I don't know if it was like straight up improvised or if they played around with it and cut into it or whatever, but like that's a really memorable scene, that's a character that just jumps out even though it's a very small character who's on screen for two minutes. You know, little, yeah. little things like that that really bring this film to life for me. We're not police officers. I'm well, not stupid. I know. 
What, 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 what are you? I've seen police. I'm gonna reach for my badge, okay? Badges? You want badges, mother bitch? I give you badges. Here, 99 cents each. I sent you something. He got eight fucking badges. I told you this cop thing yeah. don't work. I blow you, then I blow you. Blow me, what the fuck, no. Hot me, that's all right. the least. Do you see the fucking emotion I'm going through right now? That means this shit is serious, okay? That means me and this motherfucker's not vibing right now. That's what that shit means, okay? You got hey, something on your chest? I got something that's why the fuck do I'm Do you want something on me? The guy's got a cannon. What do you want? Do you want some? I want, you want some bad enough, then you come get some. I'm going. Hey, freeze, bitch! You freeze, bitch. Oh, shit. I'm fucked. Now back up, put the gun down, and give me a pack of Tropical Fruit Bubblicious. And some Skittles. Yeah, it's fair. No, it's not. The most famous scene in the film is Martin Lawrence walking through a co- like a corridor, a hallway with his gun out or something, and Will Smith's there with him, and he says, Can we borrow a cup of brown <laughs> sugar? <laughs> yeah oh my god <laughs> but that's that the... is I'm not even joking that's that's the scene that people quote that's the clip they show and the film's like on a documentary about Will Smith or something like that that's the bit that's the bit. I don't know why but hello we're your new neighbors don't be alarmed we're negroes oh man oh, that's too much bass in your voice that's scared white folks. You got to sound like them. We were wondering if we can borrow some brown sugar. But that's it. This is, bear in mind, this is like the year after Rodney King and the LA riots. You know, it's like this is in America where race is a big thing. They're two well, young like, black men point. with guns walking into a rich white person's house. Yeah, that is like, that's social commentary, that is. And they've made it funny and um, making it was relevant it funny? to the characters. I don't think I found it funny i just think i found it like i don't know how i'm meant to feel about this you meant to find it fun oh well sorry michael bay again i missed the joke look Liz, we, look we can we can ask eddie murphy like there's a great tradition eddie murphy richard hey, Pryor, hey, man. of doing uh, a funny white guy want? voice eddie eddie do your white man voice um hello <laughs> have you got me milk you for see me? you see how funny it is it's classic comedy <laughs> <laughs> i like I like non dairy creamer. <laughs> oh my god. Oh dear. I, uh, <laughs> it is funny, anyway. Would you like this? Would you like the rest of this tube of garlic mayonnaise? It's too spicy for me. <laughs> you see, white people don't like spicy things. Do you get it? No, I, I got, I got it. I, got, I did get it. I did get that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. oh God! Good old Eddie Murphy, anyway. Uh, so, uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so oh, oh, there's one major character we haven't talked about, of course. So. As we know, well, you might not know this, Emily, but in in buddy cop films, the uh, the buddy cops because they don't play by the book, they have to have a a, a person of authority, the the hard oh, yeah. the hard ass captain <laughs> who will chew them out. Now, traditionally, yes, I did I did know that because Brooklyn Nine Nine subvert that right because yeah, isn't it meant to be sort of Ice Cube? <laughs> isn't, it just, isn't it just Ice Cube? Ice Cube is in uh, yeah in Twenty One Jump Street. Street. He plays that character. Yeah. yeah. Traditionally, that character is a black man. That is standard procedure. Yes. So obviously, the, in this, the, the two white got, guys we've already yeah. got two of them. Yeah. So you got to switch it up. I did. I did note that, and I did think that was a thing that was happening. He's a weird guy. This actor, isn't he? He's like, <laughs> he is. he looks he's like weird. Eminem crossed with um, <laughs> like Troy Michael <laughs> Rappaport. <laughs> Michael. He's got he's got that Michael Rappaport Giovanni Ribisi energy about him, <laughs> but like angry. Okay, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, Joe Pantoliano, great actor. I'm worried I'm going to be racist in saying this, but I think he's by far my favourite thing about the first Bad Boys. No, yeah, he's a great. He's character. just so he's he's just so angry. I love yeah, it. So unnecessarily. Like all yeah. the time, there's like no ebb and flow, yeah. no roller coaster of decisions. Just, just pure like rage. Oh, 
What did I say? Did you hear what I said? I heard what I said because I was standing there when I said it. I told you. I told you to secure a witness, not to shoot up a neighborhood, not to do another dead body. Just get the dope back and do it quietly. I, I mean, I don't know to what extent this film was self-aware, but it feels like a meta mockery of this character trope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're always unnecessarily angry at the policemen in these films. They're always a bit too much. And in this, it's like they were like, yeah, fuck it. He's just going to be like furious all the time with no provocation, yeah. even when they're doing good work. <laughs> but my best guess would be the actor thought it would be funny yeah, to play yeah, it yeah, that yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's direct him <laughs> Not to. <laughs> at one point, but it, it does, it has to be satirical. At one point, they, they go and see him just to have a chat with him. And he's on a basketball court, playing basketball, smoking a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> and he's angry. It does like, is that, if that's not deliberate comedy, then I don't know what the hell is going on. I love him. I think he's fantastic. Uh, but no, he's great. Brings in, yeah, again, great energy to him and, 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 and fulfills that role of being the authority figure that has to, you know, shout at them for blowing up half of the city. And, you know, I got a bill for $200,000 and you killed three people. Of course, they never kill innocent bystanders. It's uh, very handy. Of course. Or the car crushes and that. Um, and the other two characters I want to bring up are the, the other uh, buddy cops, the Hispanic buddy cops. Oh, yeah. Obviously, the banter can all be really racial because some of them are black and some of them are Hispanic, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's not fair game. Make as many race jokes as you want, Michael. Bay. But it's all right because they lampshade it. One of the characters <laughs> says, why is it always about race with you? And that means they can do all the race jokes they want. <laughs> Actually, they, they do that in the second one. Uh, so it's almost yeah, like yeah. a cult. It's almost like... A response we have to, to yeah, criticism <laughs> <that> you received. <laughs> So yeah, these I like these two guys as well. I think, but I really like the the banter back and forth between those two and Martin Lawrence and and, and Will Smith, because it it does feel like people genuinely just throwing lines off at each other. I think they're all like I don't know how improvised it was, but it feels very loose and kind of not scripted. And there's some really nice moments, especially with Will Smith, like where he calls them up because he needs to ask them for help, like serious. And he, so he, he says something like, "Oh, hey Sanchez, yeah, yeah, your mother. Look, we need we need this thing. It's just like this little line that drops <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, we yeah, get over yeah. this bit. We need, I need to talk seriously. I really like I that like sort that, of little yeah. business. I, I I can't believe that that's in a script. It's just not something you would write. It's something that comes out mm. of kind of free flowing dialogue." Um, yeah. So I really like those moments, and and that's exactly what I like about Bad Boys. It's that kind of human interaction. It's specifically Will Smith and Martin Lawrence bouncing off each other, but everything else as well. Joe Pantoliano coming in at them, um, and you know, Taylor Leone even to a, holds her own with them as well in a kind of very different attitude to them because she's like very kind of quite stern and and calm a lot of the time, where Martin Lawrence is bouncing off the walls. Now you know you yeah. know those two. The other two detectives, the Hispanic guys or Cubans or whatever they are, and they're in the second film as well. Mm. Mm. No, it's different actors in the second film and playing different characters. They have different character names. Oh, David, those... and played by different actors. You racists. <laughs> so, <laughs> I well, no, you. I can't be racist against <laughs> Hispanic people, Alan. So oh, yeah, I'm, course, I'm allowed true. to do that. All right, you're you're off the hook, yeah. Emily. You're a racist. Okay, so yeah. next. Cool. <laughs> 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 so, anything else about? Bad Boys first one? Don't think so. Just that I genuinely can't remember the end. They have a big. Yeah, I don't a remember big, much of it. There's a big Full explosions stop. in an aircraft hangar thing. Lots of explosions. Car yeah, chase yeah. shoots the bad guy. I mean, Michael Bay. To give him credit, Michael Bay is very good at putting an action sequence together. I don't think anyone can really well deny that. That is his one. Talent. It's all very. Quick edits. Oh, I can't be bothered with it. I'm not a fan of action stuff anyway. But well, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it is all very quick edits. I think it's um, I like a lot his, more like, to it than that. Movements. I like his sort of um, <laughs> this is... big old famous shot where like yeah. people like stand up into the shot. Like I quite yeah. like that. I mean, it's overdone to hell now, but it's cute to see here. In fact, I would say that if anything, his strength is that he doesn't rely too heavily on fast editing he knows when to fast edit and when to let a shot play um mm. i think he's i think he is a very good action director it's just a shame that the rest of his films let it he down he then and, has and, to also <laughs> well yeah he should be a, he should be a second unit director shouldn't he? <laughs> That's yeah. what he should be doing. And, yeah. and this this film here you know it, it more or less works on a very conventional level there's just not a lot 
to set it apart from the pack. Was this pre or post The Rock, Alan? Pre. See, The Rock, he kind of had started to hone it a bit. That was a good film, that. Bad Boys. Mm. <laughs> well, well, let's rate it then. Not, not quite there yet. You're not convinced. Go on. <laughs> Give us your ratings. Mm-hmm. Rate it. Six out of ten. Six out of ten. Six, is it? Okay. A lot to like, a lot to not like. Uh, yeah, too long, got that. bored, not very I memorable. Com- very completely generic film elevated by its cast and the action direction. I think I basically agree with you. I, I just enjoy it more. Um, there's definitely a little bit of nostalgia here with me, but I just really like the way yeah. they're riffing off each other, these particular actors and, and the energy here. So I gave it an eight. Wow. I agree. I was going to give it a five. Maybe I'll push that to a six. <laughs> Because I was pleasantly surprised at points, mm. but no higher than that. I, I just, I just needed it to like be a bit more assured of what it was doing and and be a bit more weird and funny. And I guess they agreed because then they made Bad Boys too. <laughs> Are you saying that's more assured? It's far more assured. Are you of saying that what makes it's it doing? Better? It's far more willing to embrace <laughs> Bad Boys too. Is I forgot how weird this film is. <laughs> it is it's bizarre. The 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 end like one of the big action set pieces near the end like them chasing a a, a truck transporting corpses around, cadavers around that have just been <laughs> thrown all over the street, which is, you know, that's the sort of film I watch, but those sorts of films don't normally get, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars to play around with to yeah. make that sort of <laughs> Um, it just felt, it feels unusually offbeat for such a mainstream film. And you know what? I mean, this film opens with a KKK clan rally. Yeah. And then Will Smith and Martin Lawrence pop out and shoot them up. And I mean, that is just, what an opening scene. It's fantastic. Really? You, you may You may notice that I'm a bit more excited about Bad Boys 2 now, my energy's <laughs> gone up a bit. I did watch this one in the cinema, as I say, uh, back nice. in 2003, so I was a 13-year-old getting into a 15, wow. being all grown up. <laughs> and uh, I never did that, I never got into a, a movie that I wasn't the right age for. Yeah, but you only watch kids' films no. anyway. True. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bad Boys 2 had this sort of allure of, you know... Ooh, a grown-up film. Ooh, I've never really seen a film like this before. <laughs> and it was in the cinema, which, you know, I think makes a spectacle more enjoyable. And, you know, this was peak me loving Will Smith. So I think I just got a lot more out of it. But honestly, I think sequences like them infiltrating the KKK are fantastic. And it is far beyond anything, the first film. The first film is quite small and intimate by the standards of its genre. Yeah compared to its peers. It, it's largely just Martin Lawrence arguing with Tia Leone in a, in a flat. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what I like. And then and occasionally there's a big shoot em up like sequence. Mm. The second one is doing what the first film kind of promised and didn't, but it's also just so weird and offbeat and just has all these uh, self-indulgent comedy sequences where, like, Martin Lawrence's daughter's boyfriend comes over and they spend 10 minutes that scene, that scene that scene just as a little sketch is totally irrelevant to the plot apart from it does sort of cement they've bonded again I guess that's kind of what it does but it's a great scene like that is just as a five minute sketch works but this is it and that's what I and, like and that is about that but that's the highlight of the film for me that's that's what I like about the film the rest of it I'm not fussed about Fuck are you? Hi, Mr. Burnett. I'm Reggie. What you doing here? Came to take out Megan. What? I came to take out Megan. How old are you? I'm 15, Mr. Burnett. Motherfucker, you look 30. Show me some ID. I don't have none on me. You don't have no idea. Get your ass up against that wall. What the fuck is your problem? You think you know it all? You little young thundercats. You got joints on you? No. You smoke that shit? No, sir. You trying to get my daughter high? You smoke Mark. that shit? Nigga, who that is? It's Reggie. What the fuck is Reggie? Came to take Megan out. What you want, nigga? I'm here to take his, his daughter out. What's your name? Reggie. Well, no, I heard the motherfucker say your name, Reggie. You want you taking Megan out? Yes, sir. How old is you? Fifteen. Shit, nigga, you at least thirty. That is this film in a nutshell. I think every individual scene in this film works really well. 
The problem is, it's two and a half hours long. It's way too long. And most of it's completely irrelevant bullshit. Mm. And they needed an editor to come along and chop it down. Yeah, pick an um, ending. Take, basically take the first hour out of the film yeah. and just give me... From the point where they chase all the dead bodies down the highway, uh, from the rat bit where they're doing the rat infiltration, leave all that in, and then the ending... Oh, and the bit where Martin Lawrence takes uh, drugs and is high at the, the <laughs> chief's this, house. Leave that, like that. <laughs> the, the, my, I guess my problem with all this is that these moments that you seem to appreciate felt for me to force. It felt That felt for me like a writer coming in and saying, oh, this is a funny idea, <laughs> rather than people looking off what? each other. You think it felt contrived that Martin Lawrence has a glass... <laughs> a glass... <laughs> Next to a sink, and then Will Smith throws a bag of pills, and two pills fly across the room and into the glass, and then he <laughs> pours himself a glass of water without noticing that there are two pills in the glass and downs them. You think that's contrived? That's not my problem. My problem is the the hilarity that ensues, which Martin Lawrence does very well, and I think it is funny, but it feels like a scriptwriter going, here's a funny scene for you guys, act that. Rather than people but I like that. being if, funny with each other. I like my comedies having jokes written into the script. Because I don't <laughs> trust Martin Lawrence to carry it on his own talent. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. I have a lot of faith in Martin Lawrence. <laughs> um, honestly, I, I think... Frankly, I think if you gave... If you let me re-edit this film, if I could be asked to re-edit it, I think I could get a film that like I was utterly in love with. Oh, you out could of it. definitely take forty minutes out of this, no problem. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. Like I trim every scene to about half the length, but I think the the bare bones here are are there for a film that I would love. The the action as well. I have to say, you can tell Michael Bay's been growing as a filmmaker for ten years. The, this is phenomenal action uh, direction filmmaking. It does seem to be, you know, uh, a film that people have a soft spot for, even though they maybe know better. In a way that the first one isn't, you know? I I, I, th- I don't like action, really. I'm not bothered about that. It's just bigger budget, as far as I'm concerned, and just throw more explosions. It's more ambitious it. with it, though. There's definitely there's definitely a lot more nifty camera work and stuff. Uh, yeah, definitely yeah, a lot exactly, that, yeah. exactly. Like and that just gives the like the shootout with those um, Haitians. Uh, yeah, like that whole just sequence is just around. so much more energetic because th- there's more dynamic stuff that you can do. It's not just running around shooting. There's more. Right, we can let the camera go through this hole in the wall and see what this person's doing on the other side, and then mm, see how Will Smith's going like to interact that. with that. And do you know what? It, I, I it just I don't know what it is. I, I do like that. I do appreciate that. I think it's good, nice work, but. For some reason, in this context, or with Michael Bay or whatever, I don't know. I just it doesn't feel like clever photography or interesting photography. It just feels like, oh yeah, you're just doing some jazzy moves just to make it like try and make it look nice. Which is like, there's nothing wrong with that, but I don't know why that just agree. I don't like to a point. Yeah, but I just think the first film was trying to do that without going far enough, and this film at least is doing that. It's doing what it sets out to do. I like that Martin Lawrence gets shot in the ass. Uh, I, I did wonder if maybe that was just to accommodate him not being quite as spry and agile <laughs> yeah. after putting on the weight. I don't know. He's, put that, he's wearing that fat suit from, from Big Mama's house. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the cast is just generally a bit better in this film as well. You know, you've you've brought back most of what worked in the first film, but you also have Michael Shannon. An early, to- an early wasted, turn from Michael yeah. Shannon. To- oh, completely wasted, yeah, and, completely and wasted. also playing a, a a clan member who doesn't say or do anything racist at any point, like even as a kind of in a kind of acceptable in the film kind of way. In fact, yeah. he's pretty easily won over and just helps them out. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's just it just felt like that was a missed opportunity. Like make that a character or don't. You mm. know. Uh, I don't know her name, but Martin Lawrence's sister. Gabriel Union. I think she's good. I think she has a lot of... Um, brings a lot to a very nothing role. Yeah. She has yeah. a lot of yeah. charm. Yeah, I agree with that. It's not, it's not. There's not much there in the writing. I think she does a lot to make up for the absence of Tia Leone, who I did think it'd be nice if she was in the film, but... That'd be a bit forced, I think. Um, 
I think we've lost Emily to uh, the Conservatives now. Sorry. <laughs> because, uh, you know, uh, as we as we speak, um, Britain has been plummeted into uh, a Conservative majority and the world is going to end immediately. It's a shame. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm sad now. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and I did not care for Bad Boys. <laughs> <laughs> what about Bad Boys Two? Though? How did Bad Boys Two relate to Bad I Boys? I mean, it was it was it was like different. <laughs> I yeah, I just it was weird. It wasn't anything that I like in a movie. It it felt a lot more like Michael Bay's heading like ramping up to Transformers. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, yeah, that was what I felt. Yeah, like I still put I prefer it within the context of Hot Fuzz still. I think. I'll tell you one sig- mm-hmm. one of the significant change that I felt between the first film and the second film. Whereas in the first film they're like they're bad boys, they don't play by the book, but they get the job done. Whereas in this one, Will Smith particularly, they it just comes across incredibly aggressive, corrupt, you know, brutalizing suspects uh, and threatening people. There was just like they really crossed a line somewhere uh, and became and become just really brutal. Bad Just the police, worst boys, yeah. As a point, as opposed to kind of like, well, you know, we know how to bend the rules every now and then, and it just it left a bad taste in my mouth. Frankly, I didn't like the way the character was developed, mm. partic- and particularly Will Smith because Martin Lawrence is trying to find his center and all that. I think they crossed the line in the first film. They weren't very professional, so well, that's it. There's loads of stuff in there, but, the, but I think in the tone of the film, it works. Whereas in this one, it doesn't, and it's this, it's just a lot more brutal. And yeah, kill people I, I think time. I, I think I like that. <laughs> that's that's more what I want. <laughs> um, anything, anything else specific you want to bring up? No, I don't think so. Um, they were. I'm glad I've now seen them. I can like tick them off a list. Yeah, mm. but um, I don't think I'll be seeing them again anytime soon. <laughs> Do you think you'll be going to see Bad Boys Forever? Bad oh. Boys for Life. <laughs> That, bad yeah, boys for life, shit. Die hard with a vengeance. No, I don't think I will. Unfortunately, uh, well, I mean, what is it? The same vibe? Is it like they're just yeah. like, what are they out of retirement? Or I've not even watched the trailer. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> is will Smith even coming back? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not Michael Bay though, so that's something. Oh, um, okay. It's, uh, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are there. It feel it feels definitely more Bad Boys Two than Bad Boys. But it's like Martin Lawrence is like doing a more of a desk job because he needs to slow down because he's old. Because he got shot in the ass. So. <laughs> yeah. And then. Uh, uh, is Martin Lawrence he... still alive? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> is he? How old is he now? 55. <laughs> I just don't think I've seen him since 2003. <laughs> Come on! I'm sure he's been doing lots of work. Lots of work. I'm looking it up now. I genuinely don't think I've seen him in a film since Bad Boys Two. Yep, I have not seen him in anything since Bad Boys Two came out. So there you go. Are you saying you didn't watch Big Mama's Like Father Like Son? Of course. Is that Wild Hogs? Wild Hogs. That's good. You liar. Tim Allen vehicle Wild Hogs. Yeah, John Travolta, William H. Macy. Oh yeah, John Travolta picks quality projects time after time. <laughs> it does look like he hasn't been working for about five years. <laughs> like there's no credit to see. Yeah, well, he had his time. Probably had better than he deserved anyway. I think it's surprising they've only just got round to making a third one. But... Oh, they've been trying to do it for years. But... It's Will Smith, isn't it? I mean, that's why. Yeah, they've had to wait until he was not busy. You know, they say they make make two bad boys films in your career. One on the way up, one on the way down. (laughs) Maybe one in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I would would give it maybe a seven because it's slightly more imaginative than the other one. And it's like more, it's like the cinematography is a bit more exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I also give it a seven, and I I think you know that's a very generous seven, but it does a lot that I really like. This one, there's so much in it that ticks boxes for me. The sort of thing that I like, it just upsets me that it isn't put together better. 
I guess I'm just, I, I, it's not that I disagree with you particularly, we just obviously like different things um, because all the things that you're saying you prefer about this is what I don't like and the things I liked in the first one, the real character stuff and all that. So I give it a 5 out of 10. Real character stuff. Yeah. <sighs> Actors bouncing off each other, I liked it. I'm just looking up Bad Boys for Life now. Vanessa Hudgens is in it. Nice. Is that I a like good her. thing? Who is she? Vanessa Hudgens. She's she's like a Disney, one of the High Disney... High School uh, Spring Breakers, and now she's doing all the Netflix Christmas movies. I think right. Justin Bieber went out with her for a while when he was still like... Before he became quote-unquote cool. Before when puberty. He was still, like, yeah. Okay, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Vanessa don't Hudgens, know. man. That's <laughs> why I don't watch High School Musical, to be honest with you. I'm not choice. We'll have to do that next. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, there is, I think, yeah, Will Smith has a new partner, um, so that might be her, but then nice. they have to rescue, maybe they rescue her, Might Long has to come out of retirement to help or something. Couldn't, couldn't they partner him up with Tommy Lee Jones? <laughs> we know that works well. No, he is dead. Tommy Lee Jones is dead. <laughs> okay, well, you know, we have to finish because the city is on fire outside my window. I don't know about you, but um Yeah, no, yeah, same. A, a trash can's just been chucked into through my bedroom window. So I can deal with <laughs> well, that. It's very hot. There's a bottle of wine with my name on it in the living room that I need to go and <laughs> shot into my eyeballs. So <laughs> All right. Mm. Well, <laughs> bad boys like Boris Johnson and Jacob Rees Mogg. All you bad boys, stop selling the NHS, you bastards! Oh, <laughs> 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 oh God, don't because they'll use that in the next election campaign. They'll, they'll <laughs> just them coming out singing bad. <laughs> they'll they'll reenact a scene from Bad Boys Two with. The two of them, like, in a car, singing, bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? <laughs> and they'll, like, chuck a Jeremy Corbyn impersonator into the, in the back of the car. And it's Joe Pantoliano. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it oh. when politicians, like, try and get down with the Brown cultural the references. <laughs> oh. Okay, well, uh, thanks again, Emily. Um, yes, thank Sorry, I don't have any original opinions on bad boys. We've just been completely uh, crushed um, tonight. <laughs> and yeah, I'm sad now. So yeah, you unfortunately you you fell straight into the stereotype trap that we laid for you I by did. not liking I bad didn't. boys. I didn't mean to. I really wanted to not, but they just—they did that one too many. They blew up one too many cars, and I was like, <sighs> "Do you know what, Emily? Earlier today." We had unconfirmed reports that we have a female listener. So <gasps> there you go. Mm. We we Shout we have we obviously have to cater to the the the, the woman's ear now. It's uh, not me, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not you. It's, uh, that's what we were shocked about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we we did the we did. There is this anyone's friend, Alan? Is this someone? Yay. Is this someone you like started dating or something? What's what is this? <laughs> No. I'm sorry I couldn't bring more original opinions <laughs> to our gender, but unfortunately, much like the industry itself, often the entire gender is having to be reflected by just the one person. Yeah. So <laughs> I cannot, I cannot have all of the opinions and personality traits. Sorry. <laughs> uh, well, do you want to quickly plug your podcast before we go? Yes. Why this film is a podcast where we listen, uh, we listen, we rewatch movies from your childhood. We, either ones you haven't seen in a while or ones that you watch quite frequently and then we have a chat about it usually over a glass of something alcoholic and we see how well it held up see if you think it's terrible now if you are looking back on your seven-year-old self like what was wrong with you <laughs> it's very fun i do i'm trying to reach out to different demographics because at the, at the moment there's a lot of sort of 80s and 90s yeah. movies in there so if you are a child of the 70s or a Around that sort of time, please come on. <laughs> all our all our listeners are nineteen year old boys. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <We're like bored. laughs> Amazing, but yeah, check it out. Um, it's on Spotify, Castbox, uh, Apple Podcasts. Obviously, we're all across social media as well on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and you can email into us at whythisfilmpodcast at gmail If you have an idea for a movie or if you want to come on the podcast yourself, I'm always looking for guests. 
Can I also, uh, just while we're on Instagram, we, we're on Instagram as well, at DimReturnsPod, but I, wanna, I just want to give a shout out to Chris Cardus. Do you know who that is, Sol? No idea. I don't know who he is either, <laughs> but <laughs> not only does he like all our posts on Instagram, he likes them within about four seconds of me posting them, <laughs> so he's definitely our number one Instagram fan. Uh, so He also left us a very erudite comment uh, about our... Uh, an episode uh, recently on our Facebook. Oh, really? Yes. About oh! the Star Wars one. Did you read it? Oh, I did, yeah. It was a very good comment, though. Yeah, actually well thought out and well written comment, which is something <laughs> quite <laughs> unusual. So, yeah, I want to yeah, give yeah. props to Chris Cardus. Thanks for supporting us. Uh, and keep liking like everything it. on Instagram. It makes me feel validated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, well, that's it. Nice. We'll be back again next week.